Hey guys, Paper White back again with another talk. And this is part one. You know, all relationships are more or less dysfunctional in different ways and at different times. No perfect relationships exist. In order to stay in a committed relationship, most intimate partners adapt to many disappointments and disillusionments during the time they're together. If there is enough good in the relationship to compensate, they weather those distresses and continue to love each other. But, if over time, more heartaches than good times happen, the relationship bond weakens. Significantly painful events that occur during that time can be deal breakers. Even initially 90% positive relationships can fail after too many broken promises or repeatedly unresolved conflicts. If cumulatively dysfunctional interactions occur, the relationship will not likely survive a major deal-breaking situation. Suppressed disillusionments weaken that foundation and make relationship more likely to fail. Many couples push relationship distresses under the rug without resolution and find much later that they are unable to recover from these festering sorrows. Identifying and exploring these typical relationship damagers might have helped. Had the partners recognized them as they were occurring, they might have had a different perspective and learned some new ways to cope before it was too late. By understanding what their dysfunctional patterns are, couples can strive to overcome them. I have never seen a long-term relationship that didn't exhibit its own unique self-destructive behaviors. Each couple also has its own way of dealing with them, from ignoring their presence to constantly trying to eradicate them. Successful couples learn, over time, to do whatever they can to diminish these damaging effects. To stay committed to each other, they focus more on the things they love about each other and to minimize troublesome situations. The following 10 common dysfunctional behaviors should seem familiar to you. They are representations of negative patterns that most couples experience. You may have your own that are not listed here, but identifying and recognizing these 10 will give you the heads up for others you may share and help you stop them from damaging your commitment to each other. Assignment of blame. There's been a malfunction. Who's to blame? This immediate response to a conflict predicts significant hopelessness for resolution. Blame, guilt, defensiveness, counter-accusations, and excuses will certainly follow. By the time either partner finally agrees or doesn't agree as to who is the accountable culprit, the relationship has taken a hit. Something's gone wrong. What can we learn about what happened, how can we prevent it from happening again, and how can we heal each other, works much better. It requires that both partners are willing to look at their own accountability and reactions. Blame never results in a good outcome. No one feels good when their partners are disappointed, disillusioned, or blaming of them. People can get in terrible, repetitive arguments that go in circles for long periods of time, careening between blame and defensiveness. If accusations of blame were not thrown around in the beginning, and replaced with mutual and willing accountability, most partners would be more open to a more effective resolution. Threats of exile or abandonment. I'm out of here. Get out and stay away from me. Both these phrases are often expressed when the partners in an intimate relationship are exasperated, frustrated, hurt, and angry at each other. Blame activates fears of loss and feelings of worthlessness in the recipient, not good experiences for lovers to engender for any reason. Often, these words are only meant in the moment and are usually retracted later. Even when the negative feelings subside, the wounds often remain and accumulate. If they aren't taken seriously, they mean nothing. If they are, they may be the tip of an iceberg of dwindling commitment, 
especially if they are repeated in subsequent conflicts. More men than women fear exile. More women than men fear abandonment. Both are the reciprocals of each other, and neither is ever a healthy way to resolve differences. If you ever use those phrases, make sure you mean them. Someday, your partner may take you seriously. Dominance slash submission. Who has the ultimate power to make decisions in your relationship when you cannot agree as to a solution that satisfies both of you? If the relationship is a power hierarchy where one partner consistently is on top, the other, more adaptive partner will eventually lose hope and stop fighting as hard in succeeding conflicts. That leaves all the responsibility for the outcome on the shoulders of the top guy and submission, martyrdom, and resentment in the emotional belly of the other. In better relationships, the decision of the moment is generously given by either partner to the one who is better at that particular capability at that time. There is no need for either to always have more than 50% influence. When both partners see themselves as members of a great, effective team, neither player needs to be right all the time, or automatically get to direct the outcome of any situation. They work for the ultimate best function of the relationship, regardless of who is given the power at the time, and do so with compromise and support. Grudges. Grudges come from unexplored, unexpressed, or powerless complaints that are not responded to with due consideration. Grudges can start small and seem too insignificant to fight about but, once buried, can fester and grow. People who harbor grudges usually do so across the board. They often feel victimized by others, bitter about unfair losses, and resentful of actual or exaggerated injustices. When confronted by their partners, they usually will not reveal the depth of their resentment, but act it out in indirect ways or bring up a slew of past affronts in the middle of an argument. Intimate partners who carry grudges don't ever let go of the past. They feel powerless in the present without using grudges to fortify their position. Underneath, they often see themselves as people who have been repeatedly cheated. Ownership Dysfunctional relationships are all about one person's emotional ownership of the other. Whatever the owning partner wants or needs, the owned partner must acquiesce for the minimization of anxiety or dissolution of threats to quiet down. There is only one way concern and empathy, and it is not in the mind and heart of the partner who feels possession. In functional, mutually supportive relationships, neither partner feels that they own the course of another's life. They know and accept that couples who truly care want each other's dreams to come true. Of course, they would rather be part of those dreams and there is grieving when that cannot be, but they would never ask that their partners become less of who they were meant to be just to stay together. That doesn't mean that they quit easily or run when things are tough. They are open and authentic with each other from the beginning and sad endings are not unexpected. Interestingly enough, those partners who love without control are rarely left behind. They are rare specimens of what it means to feel true chivalry, the exquisite satisfaction of making sure that someone loved is free to stay or go. When that door is truly open, few partners go through it. They know that they are with someone who is not easy to replace. Disloyalty. Destructive triangles are often part of dysfunctional relationships. One partner talks to someone outside the relationship about the intimate situations that lie within it without the other partner's knowing or consent. That confidant then knows things about that partner they may have no right to know. He or she, armed with information the other partner does not know is shared, may offer advice that may alter the situation unilaterally. It is common for friends to gain advice and support from other friends when they are distressed about their relationships, 
but there is a big difference when doing so means selling out their partner's most intimate and vulnerable feelings and behaviors. It is especially problematic when the unknowing partner is also friends with the confidant. The resulting awkwardness can be significantly uncomfortable and many a time that trusted friend tells the outside partner. Now the concomitant disloyal ties multiply, leaving everyone in the triangle wondering who to trust. Winner or loser arguments. When couples argue, they usually stop listening to each other early in that conflict. Within a very short period of time, it would be difficult for either to know or understand what the other is feeling. Great conflict resolution, on the other hand, can only occur when the partners in an intimate relationship stay deeply connected to their own feelings and also those of the other. It is like a powerfully effective debate. At the blowing of a symbolic whistle, each could play the other's part. They realize that there are two sides to every disagreement and that compromise often requires innovation. That means that both partners are mutually searching for a resolution that holds both of their needs intact as much as possible. Arguments are very different. Each partner will use whatever means are at hand to push his or her side of the truth no matter what the other needs. They may go on for round after round, losing sight of whatever they were arguing about to begin with, because neither is willing to give up his or her point of view or accept defeat. Eventually, all arguments cease. There is usually no clear winner or loser, because the couple now has to figure out how to resume intimate connection and both are either hurting or mad. Most arguments neither solve a problem nor help either partner feel better about themselves. Assumptions are made on both sides and acted upon as if they were true. There is little inquiry or openness to any reasoning that might upend what is already felt or demanded. The argument ends when one or the other partner is just too tired to go on and retreats. Too many of these unresolved conflicts predict potential relationship failure. Emotional scars form that can make each succeeding negative interaction less likely to result in healing.